Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it. Adam got it. Adam got it. Adam got it. Possibility. Glenn, it's an absolute pleasure to have you back on the podcast today. How are you doing? Amazing, my man. Amazing man. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. No, oh, awesome. No, it's a pleasure to have you back on my show. And like it's been a while, hasn't it? I think last time we the podcast must be, I think it was like during like is it COVID time? It was like a year and a half or two ago. Oh yeah, it was definitely definitely. Uh, it's been a long time. It's it's it's, it's been a while. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and like, is it what? I mean, there's been loads of like changes, and I'm, I see you know in your content like lots of different things have been happening in your world. Um, you know, because I see you do, you have the 800% club, you've got your Rise and Grind morning show, which you stream live on, you know, many different platforms. Um, you know, I saw you was on like Forbes magazine as well, you know, like, and you're doing like speaking and there's so much that you're doing. Like, um, where I'll start off is basically like, what was it like being like featured on Forbes magazine? Like, well, how was that? Well, you know, it's, 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 it's neat. You know, the world's a little bit different when it comes to, um, you know, magazines and reach and, and, and so, you know, basically there was an article, you know, they did a whole article around the morning five, five simple steps to an extraordinary life, little, little book that I wrote and uh, a movement that we were able to create. And so they wrote an article on that and, uh, it was cool, man. Somebody, somebody actually tagged me in it and, was like hey check this out man you're in this Forbes thing and I'm like wow this is all right okay <laughs> <laughs> so it, it feels nice to um you know it just feels nice to 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 be seen and mm. and to know that the content that we're pushing out in the world is, is actually making an impact yeah yeah no definitely and I think like you know you you know you 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 show up like every you know, time for those, you know, those rise and grind events that you do in the morning and that morning show. And I think like, how's, how's that been? It must be great. Like, you know, connecting with people, 
you know, how does it feel like to have that effect on, you know, positive uh, effect on people's lives, you know, because I think it really, you know, when I, when I hear it, you know, your show or I see it, you know, it makes me want to get things done. <laughs> there you go. That's what, that's what it's supposed to do, right? Motivation, education, and inspiration. And, you know, having the opportunity to start the day off with amazing superhumans from all around the globe, there's nothing better than that as far as I'm concerned. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a gift. It's a blessing. It's something that I love to do. And uh, it's been really kind of the backbone through this crazy season that we've all gone through uh, to have that one safe space where we're able to come together every single day. And I recognize a lot of the, the names and the faces there and they all recognize me and uh, it's the one constant, consistent thing that has existed in our world, uh, in my world, over the last couple of years. It's been awesome. Yeah, and uh, it's it's quite amazing, isn't it? You know that that connect, you know that, that connectivity, connecting with people, and that belonging in a group, you know, and having something positive. You know, people. I think during COVID, really needed that kind of, you know, to be connected to other people. And I think even now, and more than ever. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, you know, that was probably the worst part of COVID, right? Is that people were kind of torn apart and didn't have that opportunity to connect with their loved ones or, uh, you know, friends, neighbors, to be able to go to events, uh, all of those things. When you take away the community part of humanity, when you take away that community, it's it's very difficult. It's difficult on the, the, the human mind. It's difficult on the heart. It's difficult on the soul and the spirit of a human uh, when they're removed from community in that way. So I'm just thankful that, you know, COVID happened when it did, which was in 2020, to, you know, 2020, when we had technology that allowed us to be able to come together, even if it was just audibly we were still able to come together and get that sense of community um, that I think most people need. I think it's really important that everyone walk within a community of people that lift them up, encourage them, challenge them, um, support them. It's, you know, life was not meant to, to, to go alone. Yeah, definitely. And I think like, you know, it's that, it's that time period, wasn't it, where a lot of people found something that, you know, they really wanted to do something that, you know, it gave people that time and opportunity for some people to, you know, figure out, you know, what, what direction they want their life to go into, if that makes sense. And I think like, I wouldn't have probably done the podcast if it wasn't for that moment in time for me to stop and think about things. Yeah. You know, sometimes you sit still, right. There's a book called, um, Oh shoot. It's written by Elizabeth uh gilbert the woman who wrote eat pray love and that's a film isn't it yeah it became a film yeah. and then she wrote a book called big magic and in this book big magic it talks about how uh ideas are actually like they actually exist like they they have a desire to to be brought to life and so they float around in this space in between looking for a host and looking for someone who will bring that idea to fruition. And most people are so busy moving and shaking that they're the, the idea doesn't have time to, to rest and to root itself. Right. And it just wants to be brought to life. You know, and we see this all the time, you know, Adam, I, I, a uh, long time ago, 
I used to live in Flagstaff, Arizona, man. It's up in the mountains. It snows six months out of the year. It'd be cold, bro. We'd be in this little apartment. I'd be freezing. And I'd be laying there in my, I'd be laying on the couch. I'd have the blankets up over my body, right? And I'd be watching TV and I'd need to change the channel because back then we didn't have on-demand TV or programming. You didn't get to pick what you wanted. You had to flip through the channels. And so I'd be laying there and I'd want to change the channel, but it'd be so cold. I wouldn't want to take my arms out of the blankets to change the channel. And I had this idea. I was like, man, I need to make a blanket with sleeves. If I had a blanket with sleeves, that would be perfect. I could stay warm. I could change the channel. But then I never took action on that idea. I never brought it to life. And fast forward like a year and a half, two years later, I saw the Snuggie, right? They released the Snuggie. And whoever it was that invented the Snuggie, guy made millions and millions and millions of dollars and changed the way that people were able to be comfortable in a blanket, right? And so these ideas, I think all of us in our lives probably can say, oh, I had that idea. I wish I would have done that. I think we all have that. And that's what this book, Big Magic, points to is make sure to slow down enough to where the ideas can take root. And then also when you get an idea, take action on it, right? Even if you don't know where it came from or you're not an expert or whatever, take action. Otherwise, that great idea is going to go find another host And that person is the one who's going to reap the rewards. So COVID caused everyone to slow down. And it created that space for people to start being creative again. Instead of just going through the motions each day, they were now going, well, maybe I could launch a podcast. Maybe I could travel the country with my family. Maybe I could try a new job or a new career, a new path, right? It started opening all these questions And so I think that there was a a tremendous shift in people's lives over the last couple of years in a positive way, though it came through a very traumatic season. I think it was incredibly positive for most people on this planet to be able to experience that and say, oh, wait a minute, maybe there's more to this thing called life than I gave it credit. Yeah, definitely. And I think like, you know, it's a really good point that you mentioned with like ideas and, you know, like people think about doing things. And I think like you said, we all sometimes can be in that place. And you mentioned that like uh, you had the idea for like a blanket, you know, where you could have your, you know, your thing, your hands in and change the channel and that kind of thing. And I think like you see that so, so many times and, and there's sometimes, you know, we think about doing something but then if you don't, like you said, if we don't do it, someone else will think about it and then take action on that thing and then, you know, profit from it or whatever. But then, you know, like I, I think I did that with, you know, like we can put things off, can't we? We can delay things. We can get busy. And I think like COVID stopped people from kind of spinning their wheels and to really think about stuff and to reassess their life and what direction they want to go into and, you know, maybe think about what relationship they want. So, you know, um, I think it was really, you know, a pivotal point for people. And it's important, isn't it, you know, to to have that that space and that bit of space to stop and think and reassess things um, and have that action, obviously, with it as well. Yeah, you got to do it every day, really, you know. That's why I'm such an advocate of the morning routine is, you know, every single day, sit, sit, 
quietly and allow yourself to think and to process and to experience and to create, right? Uh, it's crucial to the foundation of living a purposeful life is that you find the space to think. Too many people don't think. They're letting the media think for them. They're letting their parents think for them. They're letting their boss think for them. And they just get out of the habit of thinking, right? Media, TV, TikTok. TikTok, TikTok's now averaging 93 minutes a day. People are averaging 93 minutes a day at 15 seconds at a time. That's a full length feature movie at 15 seconds at a time on TikTok. Add that to the 33 minutes they're spending on Facebook, the 31 minutes they're spending on YouTube, the uh, 28 minutes that they're spending over on Twitter. We're looking at like six to seven hours a day that people are scrolling through social media feeds so that they don't have to think, they can just consume, right? Then you got eight hours of sleep, you got eight hours of work. Where are you going to create the impact in, in, in other people's lives that you were ultimately designed to do. You can't do that if you don't take the time to sit, create, think, challenge, write your goals, dream, envision yourself at a higher place, right? And, uh, and so, yeah, that was a great catalyst for that to get people to start thinking again. And uh, I think the world needs more thinking. <laughs> yeah no most definitely no i completely agree with you and i think there's a lot of self-discipline i think in so you have to be very self-disciplined in social media and what you look at what you consume what you let influence the way you think don't you and i think you know as a as a, you know creator like ourselves we have to put you know content out there on social media and i think like if i go on instagram i will go on there to post or i will go on there to support other people who you know in my network and sure. sometimes i you know i'll get sidetracked by a video and then like you said you know 10 you know however many minutes might go by and then i come back to myself and I'm like okay we're yeah. back on track get back on track now but oh. some people get yeah but some people get lost in that and they'll spend like you said it all it all adds up and people don't think it's that much because it's just a couple of minutes but then you like you said you compound that over time and you've got hours Right, right. And and they're good at it, man. These companies are designed to hook you in there, drop you a notification, tie you to it, get you addicted. Yeah, you need to post every day. You got to post twice a day. You got to post four times a day. You want to get viral. You want to get seen. You got to do this. You got to do that. Because they know that every time you go in and post, then you're going to scroll. You're going to comment on somebody else's. You're going to like somebody else's. And that's their job. Their job is to keep you on that app for as long as humanly possible. They get paid by those that are advertising and marketing. The people that are marketing and advertising pay them to keep you on the app looking at their ad. Like that's the whole model. So they have teams of thousands of people that are tapping into the psychology of the human mind in order to continue to bring us back into those platforms. It is a blessing. It is the Holy Grail. I am so thankful for social media. This stuff is free. We've been able to build multiple multi-million dollar companies simply using organic social media strategies. So I am incredibly grateful for it. And at the same time, I keep it at arm's length. I keep it at arm's length and all of you should too. Go on there, create, do what it is that you need to do. Maybe connect, high five a person or two and then get the heck out of there and get some stinking work done. Your life's going to be gone before you know it. And you're going to look back and you're going to have a bunch of memories on Facebook, but you're going to regret the fact that you didn't put in more work instead of scrolling. Stop the scroll. Hmm.
No, I love it. No, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. And I, I, I think, you know, people need to, you know, take that advice and, you know, apply it to their lives because it's, you know, it's worth its weight in gold. And also I just come to mind, like, um, you know, the topic of relationships and, you know, why, you know, relationships are important in regards to like positive relationships, because I think like, you know, the people you surround yourself with, you, you become like the people you're around and, you know, like I see the people that you're around and, you know, I identify it, you know, in myself since, you know, doing podcasting and networking. And I think like people sometimes might not take certain actions in their life based on probably their circle or what people might be saying. Like, what, what do you think about that? Like late to that growing up or um, just in general? Yeah, you know, I am blessed, man. I, I I mean, golly, sometimes I look, I just look through the Rolodex in my phone. I'm like, holy crap, man. I cannot believe I have the cell phone number for the number one motivational speaker in the world, the cell phone number of multiple billionaires, the cell phone number of influencers and global impactors. It's like, holy crap, man. Like, I can't even believe it sometimes. Uh, some of the people that are that are in that, in that area. But because of that, you know, they push me to be more, they challenge me to be more like I am grateful to have a seat at the table. And now I'm doing everything in my power to make sure that no one kicks me out of that seat, right? I want to be the guy at the table building and creating. So I absorb and I listen and I seek opportunities to serve as much as humanly possible. You know, I'll message those people just out of nowhere. Hey, thinking about you, what project are you working on right now? How can I help? Right. What is what 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 matters to you most right now? I had, uh, you know, Grant Cardone has become a really good friend of mine. And uh, uh, Grant Grant sent me a, a message the other day. He said, hey, I need you to support Sabrina. She's in a she's in a pageant and it's two dollars per vote. Go buy some go buy some votes for Sabrina. Right. Like just normal parenting things. Fund or deal like like fundraising. You know, we're all, as parents. We sell chocolate bars and we want our kids to win and all of these things. And so you know, that's the type of person I want to be. I want, I want to be in a room filled with people that challenge me, inspire me, motivate me and educate me and feel as though I give more than they do. Right. I call it the 80, 20 rule. I'm, I'm always, I will always be the guy who gives 80. That's it. I'll always be the guy who gives 80. If, if you and I are in a hundred percent relationship, I'm going to give you 80%. You give me 20%. That's always what I'm seeking. But what's super cool about that, Adam, is when you get in the right rooms, you'll find that other people in that room are also 80, 20 people. So they want to give 80 and only take 20. And when you get two people in a relationship that both want to give 80%, they're constantly serving one another. And it makes for really powerful, strong bonds that you can't get when that relationship's offset. And so getting around the right, right people, serving those people as best you can, it's been a game changer in my life. Um, it's the way the world works. You have to get exposed to that which is beyond your understanding, that which is beyond your current level of uh, connect, connectedness to the, to the world around you, to the universe around you, right? You have to get around people that will expose you. This is why traveling is so important. 
This is why going to conferences and meetings and hookups and masterminds and all of these things are so important. This is why community, like we talked about, is so important. There are literally parts, science has proven there are parts of your brain that will not activate until you get into an environment it's never been in before. So if you don't travel, you're leaving parts of your brain dormant your entire life. And who knows what's locked up? in those parts of your brain, right? So get around people that don't look like you, don't walk like you, don't talk like you, don't think like you, and you will grow and expand in the process. No, most definitely. I think that's really, you know, really powerful what you said. And, I, you know, I totally believe, you know, what you just said. And I think like, like you said, you know, being around people and being around the right people in that 80-20, you know, giving more and, you know, like some people have really high expectations and, either, you know, for themselves. And, you know, if you're giving, then, you know, it's going to work both ways, isn't it? And people will pick up on that, won't they? If, you know, someone's thinking more about themselves and they're wanting it, you know, the other way, then, you know, it, it won't happen. Like you have to give more and be genuine and have that, giving that value to other people and it will come back to you. And like you said, you've made really great friends along the way. And, you know, even if people are both given, say, 80 aside, you know, it will even work, you know, loads as well. So, but like you said, like, you know, going in different experiences and traveling and talking to different people, I think that's one of the things, like, have you found that with podcasting, you know, talking to people, you know, you learn a lot about yourself, just listen to other people. Yeah, man, podcasting is cool, right? Like, what a, what a cool way to connect. Uh, to learn, to experience, like, it's a game changer, you know, and when, when you have your own podcast, it's also an opportunity to add value into other people's lives. So if there's somebody like a Glenn Lundy, who's got a message he wants to get out and somebody like Adam says, Hey, man, I put this podcast together, and I'm going to get your message out to some people, you now become more valuable right? Your, your um, value to the marketplace increases because you have a platform, you have a stage, you have a place for us to share. And so you also have your own inspiring messages that you want to you want to share with the world. So I think podcasting is the greatest tool of um, the greatest tool to easily add value into people's lives that you might not be able to build a relationship with if you don't have a podcast or a platform. And I only say that because you know, there's 7.3 billion people in the world. You're not going to meet them all. You're not going to run into all of them at the grocery store. And so you have to have a product that can amplify their voice. Because let's face the reality. People are all about themselves, right? What are you, what are people thinking about right now? They're thinking about themselves. They're thinking about their to-do list. They're thinking about how they can apply this. They're thinking about, uh, we're, we're selfish beings by nature, Right. We're selfish beings. And so if you don't have anything to bring to the table, it's very difficult. And I see this all the time. And I get people that message me all the time. People will say, hey, Glenn, I have a, a, a great story. You should put me on your show. Hey, Glenn, you should uh, let me speak over at your thing. Or, hey, Glenn, will you coach me for free? Will you mentor me for free? Like, there's all these people and they come and they don't bring anything. And when you don't bring anything to the potluck, like you're that relative, you're the one that nobody wants to be around because you're not adding value. You have to add value to the party. And a podcast is an easy way to do that. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think like people, like you said, are very, you know, selfish, you know, and it's, it's like you yeah, said, think, man, we're just people. Yeah, That's yeah. We are. You got to preserve <laughs> yeah. yourself. That's part yeah. of it, you know? Yeah. I think there's balances with it though, isn't there? I think some people are yeah. like completely the other way and they just want to be, you know, by themselves and they don't care about other people. Well, I that, think it's probably... in action, Adam, right? Yeah. So, so we all, we all think selfishly initially yeah right all, all of our initial thoughts are around perseverance survival um you know all of those things and and it's a practice you have to practice shifting that thought from me either shifting it from me to you or me to we right how do we gain it's easier to shift from me to we than it is from me to you Right. If I just go, okay, well, I'm going to get absolutely nothing out of this, but Adam is, that's a far stretch. Where if I just say, well, we are both going to benefit from this, then it fulfills my own selfish nature and it gives me an opportunity to serve you. And so that I think is, is the key is understanding its human tendency to, for, to think of yourself first. There's nothing wrong with that. You just want to continue to, to, to expand that thought. When you do decide you're going to reach out to someone or experience someone or be in a relationship with someone or work with someone, expand that thought from me to we and make it beneficial for everybody. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. No, I completely agree. And it's that, it's that exchange, isn't it? You know, I'm helping you and, you know, it, it's that, that yin and yang almost. And I thought of that recently, like, because in my current job at the minute, I have to do workshops, you know, for people to help them back into work. And um, the first few times I did it, I was nervous and I was in my own head and I was thinking about myself. But then I had to cut my realize and I was like, well, it's not about me. It's about those people who were turning up. So, you know, I stopped worrying about, you know, what I, what I was feeling. I was thinking more about them and providing value to them. But like you said, we ultimately sometimes get caught in our, you know, in our own stuff, if that makes yeah. sense. But even that right there, that's a we, right? Like Adam was thinking about himself and he was nervous and he was worried and he was concerned. And then ultimately he shifted the thought and said, well, actually it's about them. I want, I want to be able to make an impact on them. But even in that sentence alone, you hear the word I, right? I want to make an impact. I feel fulfilled when I make an impact. I like to light them up. I like to get people jacked, right? Like there's still selfishness in the, in the we, right? There's still a benefit from it. There's actually an episode of Friends. It's so funny uh, that, that, that kind of talks about this. And so that's kind of off the wall. Just thought it just popped into my head. But like Phoebe was running around trying to do a good deed that didn't benefit her in any way, shape or form. And no matter what she did, it always came back, whether even if it was just a feeling of, of feeling good, right? And so I think that a lot of people, Adam, will say, all I care about is them. I'm here to serve them. It's all about them. But I think if we tell the truth, the truth is most of our actions are selfishly motivated and that's okay. As long as we can recognize it, be aware of it, 
and just shift from me to we. Where we get in trouble is when it's all about you and there's no we and it's just me. But when we can shift me to we, we can give ourselves permission to make moves that benefit us as well as others. Yeah, no, most definitely. It's quite deep, isn't it? Because I think a lot of people don't think about that and they don't take a step back out of that box and look at those things, you know? I think it's, yeah. it's, it's really important people do. And like I was thinking like as well, I remember, well, it's always stuck in my head. The first time we met, you used the analogy of being like a caterpillar, going into that cocoon and turning into that butterfly and seeing, um, you know, other parts of the world that you wouldn't see being that caterpillar. Right. It didn't, you didn't even know existed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's always stuck with me. And when I've, in, in the time since we last spoke, you know, when I, when I spoke with you, I was unemployed and I was just kind of working on my podcast, which I still do. Um, and that helped me to get like a, you know, a job as a, an employment coach, getting people into work, but that didn't work out. But I always kept thinking about that caterpillar analogy of, you know, trying different things and seeing different, you know, roles and having different experiences and learning. Whereas if I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have seen those different parts of life. I had those experiences. That's right. And it's just something that I really, you know, I always kind of hold on to and I always think about it and I always, I always tell other people and I always tell other people that my, you know, I did a podcast with my friend Glenn Lundy and he said, you know, and I think it really, it really helps people to kind of think about stuff. Yeah, man. Perspective's everything. And we can only see, we can only see what, what we position ourselves to be able to see. And a lot of times we have to get into really uncomfortable tight spaces, right? Like the cocoon, we have to get into uncomfortable tight spaces, not knowing what's going to happen on the other side. The caterpillar that goes into the cocoon does not know it's coming out of butterfly. It has no idea. It just knows it has this compelling desire, right? This burning desire, this instinctive desire to sit still, to sit still. And it builds a cocoon to protect itself in that stillness with no idea of what it will, what, what will transform. No idea. How amazing is that, right? It doesn't have a plan. It doesn't have a roadmap. It's not mapped out. Nobody gave them a blueprint. There's no owner's manual that says, hey, Mr. Caterpillar, here's what's going to happen. You're going to live for three weeks, and then you're going to feel this way, and then you're going to experience this, and then you're going to build a cocoon, and then you're going to come out, and you're going to fly around the world. Ain't nobody telling the caterpillar, right? They just go by their natural instinct without knowing what's on the other side. And because they follow in that flow, they get to experience the world from all sides. They get to experience it from the bottom up and from the top down. What a beautiful existence that a caterpillar has. Human beings are far more per, if you're a biblical person or a religious person or anything like that, but per the creation story, you know, human beings are far more um, beloved than even the beautiful caterpillar. So if you believe that to be true, that we are 
um, to experience life to its fullest, if you believe that to be true, then there will come times in your life where you just have to go with the flow of the universe, get out of the way and quit trying to figure out what's on the other stinking side and just go climb in the dang cocoon. And yes, it's uncomfortable and yes, it's dark and yes, it's scary, all of those things. But if you trust, you trust when you come out the other side, it'll be a whole new world for you. So thanks for reminding me of that, man. I love that. Um, I haven't talked about that since I talked with you. I, I, I don't think. It just <laughs> no, reminds you're me. Yeah. yeah. No, you're welcome. It's it's a really, really nice analogy and like a really nice way of seeing, you know, the world. And it's true, isn't it? Yeah. And, and you must see that in people, um, you know, maybe in your work or in your life or you, or even on, say, like in the media, we see, I think, some people who, who start out and you just see them kind of like, you know, steadily gravitate and build that momentum and like you said it's people sometimes you know we all sometimes get in a comfort zone but then you know once you've pushed past that um the unknown it, it you know you become like used you become more used to dealing with that uncomfortableness that makes sense well yeah you get used to it that's that's for sure you know the 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 great td jakes once shared a story he said that his um Bishop, Bishop T.D. Jakes, and he shared a story that his son was debating on whether he was going to um, go go left or go right. And his son said, well, Dad, what if I go left and it's not the thing I'm supposed to do? And T.D. Jakes responded to him and said, son, if it's not the thing, it'll be the thing that leads you to the thing. And that's the reality of it, right? When we test out these things, it might not be the thing, but it will ultimately always be the thing that leads you to the thing. I learned, I learned at 14 and a half years old, I learned how to run a register and hand Sprites and Cokes and tacos out of a window at Taco Bell at 14 and a half years old still to this day i run my numbers and my math the same way i communicate with people in the same way i did at the drive-through a warm welcome a big smile i make sure to look them in the eye and make contact i'm there to serve right like i learned those things taco bell was not the thing for me i was not destined to be a taco bell franchise owner but ultimately that season of my life is still a piece of me 30 years later. So knowing that the thing will always lead you to the thing, even if it's not the thing is a great way to live. Gosh, that's such an awesome like story and like memory that you have. And I think like you said, you know, that, that thing at that time, might not be the thing but it's leading you to like you know the next thing and so on and so forth and like you said like you know being in Taco Bell being in that drive-through you know those skills and those lessons that you take from that you can apply to your life and what you do now and it's sometimes like when you look back isn't it you can kind of, it kind of makes sense you, you connect those experiences and those jobs and I think about you know it just reminded me of when I used to work in restaurants like talking to people you know listening to people 
communicate, you know, that, that communication, that building on that communication and listening. Because I used to filter information out. I would kind of listen, listen to what I wanted to hear. And that challenged me, that job. And it pushed me to listen and communicate more better. And it's looking back, it's kind of, you know, as well, dealing with pressure can be uncomfortable. Um, setting, um, meeting, you know, expectations. It's all of these different things, isn't it? And like what you said in your work and serving other people, you know, there's something about serving other people and being of service, which is really important, um, important life skills. Oh yeah. You know, and it's, it's, you know, you might go work at a job and you get fired and you're like, dang, that sucks. Can't believe I got fired. That was the thing. Right. And then I can't believe the way they fired me. And then fast forward 20 years, you own your own company. And now you're in a position where you've got to fire people. And you remember that when you got fired 20 years later, you remember how it felt and you remember how they did it. And you remember that it sucked. So you're like, you know what? I'm not going to be that person. I'm not going to fire somebody the way I got fired. Right. Instead, I'm going to do it this way. X, Y, Z, whatever that solution is. And so even in a situation where you get fired or the first time you quit your job, maybe you maybe you had to learn how to quit that job so that you could keep people from quitting on you later. Right. We never know exactly what's on the other side of that experience, but ultimately knowing that it all leads to the greater experience that you can have here on life. Just that knowing makes those uncomfortable times uh, a little more palatable. Yeah, definitely. And I think like you said, it's, um, we think the world has ended when you get fired. You think there's nothing else on the other other side. (laughs) We are so fickle, man. Human beings. We're so, it's too hot. It's too cold. I remember she broke my heart. He broke my heart. Oh my gosh. It's the end of the world. I lost my job. Like we're just fickle, man. We're we're weak. That's why you got to train your brain all the time, man. Because your brain ultimately is weak. And I think that's something that we're experiencing in England, like being British, we're like, it's really hot now and humid. And we're saying, oh, it's too hot. But then in the winter time, they were saying, oh, it's too cold. I wish it was summer. And I'm like, which one do you want? Which one? My, my family, a family member say sometimes, I'm like, well, it's, you know, it's sunny, but, you know, but yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah, but, um, we're just fickle beings, man. That's all. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and like as well, like, um, do you, do you have any role models or like have have any role models like growing up and why they're important, do you think? Yeah, you know, I, I have quite a few. Um, I mentioned Grant earlier. Grant Cardone's been a role model of mine since I was 19 years old. Um, I've studied everything that he's done for 25 years. I watched the guy sell sales training tapes out of the back of his car. Um, you know, he came from the car business. I come from the car business. He's 20 years older than I am. And, um, uh, my entire career, you know, I studied his stuff, watched his stuff. And, and so now thankfully him and I, you know, are friends. So I can, I can call him, I can text him, I can do those types of things, but more importantly, he's carved a path and he's shown me literally shown me, I mean, from selling CDs out of the trunk to being worth $5.2 billion. I've been able to watch every step of the way I've seen his work ethic. I've seen the paths he created. Um, 
all of those things. And so he's a huge role model of mine uh, because he's the, I call him the show your work guy. See, a lot of people will make it six or a lot of people that do make it. They won't show their work. They might tell you a story or two about it. But they don't show their work, right? Grant shows his work. You can go back as far as you want. You can watch, you can watch him create, you can watch him build new things. You can, you can see his entire journey. He filmed it all, man. I'm just like, yes, thank you. Right. So he's a huge role model of mine. My wife's a big role model to mine. She's homeschools, seven children. She's full on committed um, to our family. Like she has given up any, any, anything outside of being a mom. She doesn't care. I've never met anyone more committed to who they are. She knows exactly who she is. She's a mom. She likes to be at home. She likes very small groups of people. She doesn't like to travel. She's very, very fulfilled with her garden, her 10 acres, and a happy husband who travels around the world and does all the things, right? And and, and so she is a role model to me uh, because she's so comfortable in her own skin. That's that's what I love about, about her. So yeah, I've got a bunch, man. Right now, you think it's just me sitting in this chair, but it's not, like... I got Les Brown over on this arm. I got John Maxwell over here. I've got Zig Ziglar. He's hanging out over here in the back. I got words of wisdom from my dad before he passed away over on this side. And of course, my mom's sitting over here whispering in my ear right now, making sure I'm polite and all the other things. Like, there's so many people that have helped create and continue to help create the uh, the man that I am today. And, and I know that'll continue to be the path moving forward. No, I, I love that. I love that. And I think, you know, it's so important to have role models, isn't it? And, you know, it gives you that guidance and, you know, people, it's not always, you know, people we see on TV, it's, you know, people who are in our family and people who are close to us and, you know, why role models are important. And I think, you know, like that's what I sometimes, or I, what I learned during COVID, you know, trying to find, you know, role models and, you know, like I, I consider, you know, you to be one of my role models. Well, you know, thanks, I, I mean, and, um, you know, people I've done podcasts with, you know, doing amazing work, people in my family, and it um, it kind of, you kind of mold and take something, you know, in a positive way from that, don't you? And I think it's really, really important. And, um, you know, it's incredible your wife, you know, your your wife, you know, looks after your kids, seven kids, that's, that's incredible. Amazing, you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just think it like, to like round up as well like have you been reading any books recently i always ask people if they've been reading any favorite books or anything like that i know you're very busy but um is any books that stand out for you yeah i read all the time man right now i'm reading uh the like switch l-i-k-e switch the like switch it's a book that i've read before uh i typically read it two or three times a year and there's a lot of great things that are um you know, in that particular book, uh, I recently read uh, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. It's an incredible book. Uh, Will Smith's new book uh, that came out, I guess, eight, nine, ten months ago. That's also another amazing, amazing read. I'm reading some books currently around um, um, strategic stuff like um, Facebook ads and, and uh, you know, marketing principles and so on and so forth, scaling your company, you know, Going from seven figures to eight figures is a new journey. And so I'm reading some things over in that area. 
And then, of course, you always got the goodies, right? You know, Think and Grow Rich, you got to read that once a year. And How to Win Friends and Influence People, you got to make sure you read that uh, every, every, as much as you can. I read that book anytime before I go to meet somebody that I res- like, re- you know, really respect. I will always read that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, before I go and, and, and sit down with them. So, but yeah, reading is a uh, everyday part of my life. Um, I spend time, um, you know, reading, learning, absorbing as much information as humanly possible so that I can discern what information is right for me and, and ultimately uh, take that out on my path as I continue to grow as an individual. No, I love that. And I think like it's, it's so important to read, isn't it, to find that time to read, you know, in our day. And you can take so much from reading and, you know, a lot of life lessons, a lot of material in books and you know I, I i love reading as well and i think it's it's super important to read um sometimes i think when if i read sometimes i'll read in bed it's probably not the best time to read and i end up falling asleep after like 10 pages so i'll sure. try and do it do it in the daytime but yeah it's super, super important to read and uh, there's, there's some really good books thank you for sharing them and, yeah of course um, man. and like also like with you you know is there anything that you're doing any projects that you know you're uh, wanting to promote or anything that's ongoing or where could people find you on social media? Yeah, no, I appreciate, I appreciate that, man. Um, if people go to the morning five.com, that's the morning five, that's the number five.com. Uh, they can connect with me that way. Download my free ebook, uh, morning five, five simple steps to an extraordinary life. They can download that, read it in less than an hour, start applying a powerful morning routine uh, it'll change everything for you. And that's the best way to connect. I love to connect by uh, being able to serve right at the gate. Here you go. Here's my free ebook. If you like it and you feel connected, then let's take it a little further. And obviously you can find me anywhere on social media. I'm everywhere. Just look up Glenn Lundy. Appreciate you, Adam. No, I appreciate you too, Glenn. Really, really grateful for your time and being on the show. And um, really, really means a lot. And I'm really, you know, grateful to be your friend and be able to do this, um, these chats on uh, the internet and uh, oh yeah i wish you all the best you know from you're doing i think you're doing awesome awesome work and you know um you 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 inspire me to you know show up and, and to keep going let's go my man yeah, show up and it. keep going let's go appreciate you take, take care easy. no worries I just want to say a massive thank you for everyone's support, supporting me in my podcast, in my content and social media and everything that I do. I'm really sorry that I've not been posting as much content on my podcast in terms of the audio content. I've just been overwhelmed with work at the minute. It's been very, very busy. You know, family life, you know, you know how things get. But, you know, I'm always there to, you know, put out content on my social media. I've just got a backlog at the minute of episodes that I do. I'm still recording the podcast. I've basically, like I said before, had many of my episodes uh, corrupted and not available some of my early episodes so i've got a few more just to upload uh that have been uh lost so i've got a couple of those uploading and then once i've uploaded those i will be releasing the content that i've been recording over the past couple of years and i'll then get up to date and be releasing content every day uh in terms of the audio episodes i'm going to release them every single day a couple of day and just catch up with myself i appreciate your patience 
I'm still here, I'm still doing the podcast, I'm still recording. I've got a few episodes booked in this weekend, so uh, be sure to see that on my social media. If you ever want to uh, reach out to me, if you ever want to be a guest, if you ever have any questions or queries, please, please, please inbox me on Instagram at the Positivity 94 that's P-A-R-R-S-I-T-I-V-I-T-Y-94, or alternatively email me at thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com that's thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com you can shoot me an email there if you want to be a guest or if you're struggling with your mental health or you want to be you know a podcaster yourself if you're going through something you want advice any questions or even um you know any feedback for me for the podcast or any guests that you would like to see or any topics that you would like me to talk about So I really appreciate your continued support. I hope you're doing well. Um, You know, don't be a stranger. Also, I am going to be looking at doing the Patreon and getting the merchandise released this year. It's just been really busy with work and, you know, life and things. But I'm still doing the podcast and still going to be doing it. So uh, thank you for your patience. Thank you for your support. And um, stay tuned. Take care.